Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Day After Reckoning. It's the preseason game two, Day After Reckoning. And yes, I'm back from being fired or my suspension or whatever. These two jokers told you I'm Nathan Perry. We got the stoner with us. Well, How's it going, What's sir? up, Nathan? What's up, Trev? Nice to see you guys again. Yeah. Trevor, Trevor is again a full-time host here with us on Ref the District and Day After Reckoning. Trevor, how you doing, my man? I'm great, uh, especially great because my shirt finally Ooh. came in, my jersey, my in. uniform is here, so uh, I'm feeling extra good. A little tired though. Yesterday was a long one, but I'm here. It was something. Yeah, it was. It was a long one, even for uh, for Stoner and I. We don't live three hours away from the stadium, yeah. so and you stayed later than us. So I had I had to pull out uh, a little early because we had the babysitter who was just, who messaged us in the middle of the game, and she was just like, "Hey, are you gonna be back by 11? <laughs> and uh, so Jazzy looks at me. She's like, "We're gonna be back by 11? He's like, "No." I was like, "Maybe 11:30." <laughs> and so I was just like, "So you know, we're like, okay, we have to be back at 11:30." So I was just like, "All right, fourth quarter started." Kyle Allen's coming in. I, as much as I wanted to watch him, I was just like, I got, I got responsibilities. I got, I got that dad stuff to do. That's so. quarterback too. Uh, I think he's going to be QB three. I think that he very likely should be mm-hmm. QB two. But uh, you know, then we're going to have the 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 throng of Heineke fans. Heineke hive. We, we tweeted this out. Heineke. That Heineke hive was <laughs> hopping. Oh my! All yeah. right, when he came. When he came into the game, people just just were losing their dang on minds. Like it was almost it was almost equivalent to when the the whole team came out onto the field and people are like, "Ooh!" And then Heineke got, runs out to the huddle and people again were losing their hey, dang well, on minds. What were the fans it. doing when the team came out on the field? Woo! Okay, I was just checking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to have some fun here. We we uh, here on the day after reckoning, we're going to go over uh, this day today's show. At least we're going to be going over yesterday's preseason game, and then we have an interview with Tim McTire. You might recognize that name. His young son was balling out for the Washington football team. The Burgundy and Gold looked pretty good yesterday. Yes, he did. Looked pretty good yesterday, and then uh, after that, we're going to go ahead and you know. Got, it's got to be back to that dollar dollar. We got to see who who is up and who is down. Uh, I know from the very first uh, time that uh, D Hop lined up, but I lost. Uh, I lost a little right then. <laughs> lost a little bit right there. So, but we'll we'll keep track of that throughout the season. I love the dollar dollar segment. It's uh, pretty entertaining. We all three were at the game, mm-hmm. so let's first talk about. The game day experience because this is the first game at FedEx Field in more than a year. Yeah. So what was that? You know, for fans, I should specify for fans. It's been it's been more than a year. So as a fan, what were some of the things that you liked about the stadium experience? Some of the things we I liked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm finished. <laughs> wow. No, I mean just Stunner. just being back. Sorry. I'm being a little bit harsh, right? Um, and yeah. as much as as much as we like to talk about what Jason Wright is doing, and he's put a huge emphasis, and he even talked about it on the broadcast last night when he was in the booth with Kenny and Joe, and he talked about how even if the weather's not great and the 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 game is not going great, the fan, we're, it's still important that the fan has a great experience. And I think they were just in preseason mode last night. The, everything that went on with, we had a few issues, if you will. And by themselves, not a big deal. Add them all up, it's kind of a, a big deal. And it wasn't it wasn't great. We'll give them a pass. First time fans have been back there. And like you said, 
since the end of the 2019 season or yeah the 2019 2020 season but the they've got some work to do to get things to where it's a great fan experience all right did you have a different experience trevor than uh, stoner did yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is also my first year as a season ticket holder so i got to experience the gold member um attributes that they provided but the field was great it's a pretty pretty field looks like all the seats are brand new i love the burgundy and gold all throughout the the whole stadium uh, when we scored a touchdown, confetti flew out. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, looks like they have more food options and more concessions. Like the concession area looks like it's a little bit more filled. But yeah, it's it's preseason. Uh, some issues with the parking. It's not very good communication with the parking lot. Right. No, and that's a, like one of the biggest complaints Jason said was the parking. Well, they need a really yeah. big attention. Which is warranted. Yeah. Which is warranted. It was it was yeah. it was definitely something oh my that God, uh, Stoner, what is that? That's my list what? of issues with Jeez. uh the this particular game, the game day experience. Now hey, Jason, Nathan asked, Joey, guys, We all we all need the old man glasses to read that one. Nathan long. asked what was what was the positive. So that's why I, I you know, I kind of zipped it a little bit. Uh, there's no you doubt. don't have anything positive about the game day experience. There's no doubt going to an NFL game and going to see your squad play is a great experience in itself. But what happens when, like Jason said, when the weather's not great and maybe the game's not going great, you want that other stuff to be able to fill in the gaps of your experience and have, have it be a positive experience. That's all I'm saying. And again, mm-hmm. one of these on the list by itself wouldn't be would be okay. You, you can just kind of blow it off and say that's a thing. But, you know, I've got almost 10 things on here that I was a little bit disappointed with. That's all. And if you hey, want to hear it, I'll just list them. I, I won't give you like a... Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and list right. them. Get them out. Oh, my God. Jason, if you're listening... Old man you're glasses. opening on the front of how, like, front staff, listen to this. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, okay. <laughs> He's got some ideas. <laughs> so the parking wasn't... Nobody in the parking lot knew what was going on. And I'm not saying that we had, like, one or two people. We had at least 10 people who did not know what was going on with the parking. Every person we talked to didn't know. The bathrooms need some work. Yes. Okay? They need some work. Uh, yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, yeah. The USO that the guy sold us on that was down the way <laughs> is not there. Um, it well, probably there was some be. miscommunication on that part. I'm not going to blame them That's for that. That's part of the though. game day experience. Okay. Sorry, it's part of the game day experience. <laughs> Going cashless, I'm not a big fan of that. Going cashless, the okay. cost. I, I'm a big fan because what? Ha- let me okay. let me sure. let me stop the list here to give a little experience. Yeah, we're on number four. So if, okay, cool. we're on number four. The uh, so I'm a big fan of going cashless because I was prepared for that because I actually listened to the team yeah. when they said that they were going cashless. Yeah. Someone in my group did not listen. Oh. So he wanted to buy the first round of beers, and he didn't. He couldn't pay for it because he didn't bring his card in. So I, I paid, and then this this person, this friend of mine, yeah, gave me forty dollars <laughs> for the beer, Very and that's nice. pretty much how much it cost. By the way, so that's something we need <laughs> to work that's on. That's on the list. It's it's fair, it's fair fair pricing, um, and I put that and this is this is completely on me. This isn't on my friend at this point forward, right? So, I put that forty dollars in my pocket, and sometime during the game, that forty dollars left my pocket, and uh, and ended up in somebody else's hands. So, may on purpose yeah. or maybe by accident? I doubt on purpose though. I doubt on purpose. I'm pretty sure what happened was it probably got stuck to my phone. And when I pulled out my phone for something, it probably came out of the pocket. Yeah. But, uh, you know, unfortunate. And if only my friend would have, you know, listened and, you know, known that they were gone, they went cashless. Mm-hmm. But you won't have to worry about that, about losing money at the game, you know, actual dollar dollar at the game <laughs> if you just realize that it's okay. cashless. I'm just yeah. saying. All right. Just saying. So it was All right. Cashless. We're at four. And by the way, the guy was hinting that it doesn't necessarily always have to be cashless. I don't know what there, that there was definitely there was definitely one person yeah. who uh, who was selling beer out of the little carts that was just like, hey, you can you could probably get away with giving some people some uh, some cash. So AKA, there's, I need there's cash. a side scheme That's going. Him, that on was somewhere. him saying, "I need cash." That was right, was. <laughs> right. The price of beer is outrageous. 
okay? And and no disagreement yeah, here. Yeah, and that. you can kind of just say that's that's the way it is at a sporting event. You go to Nats Park, that's the way it is. You go to any anywhere. If you go into the uh, Verizon Center, that's that's the cost of doing business, right? You kind of know that. But when they charge you fourteen dollars for a beer, it should be fourteen dollars. No, it's fourteen dollars plus tax. So now you're paying almost thirty-one dollars. So that's like fifteen dollars and fifty cents. Don't you think that tax should kind of be built into the uh, price of what it costs you and mm-hmm. all the profit that you're making? Shouldn't it already be built into that? I, I, I don't having know. spent time in Europe, I do wish I do wish we would get on board with that here in the states. It's like I want I want the sticker price that's to be the price when I go to the counter. And, I, and I'm like, okay, this this was $14 on the shelf. Here's $14. I don't have to do all the math. Let let all that be in the price. Uh, so I remembered, you know, the man, you know, the I was I spent some time overseas, so it's been a while since I've been to a game. But I remember the beers being like $10. I was expecting, and those are stadium prices, mm-hmm. and I know you're going to pay that kind of stuff. But I so I was prepared for the $10. But yeah, when. When we picked up those first two beers, it was thirty dollars and eighty-two cents, and it was like thirty, thirty, thirty dollars and some change, and I'm just like, "Holy smokes!" <laughs> right. I was like, "All right, so, well, this is why you tailgate. This is why yeah, we're exactly. out there early yeah. and and, uh, and doing the doing the pregame." All right, so um, Trevor, I don't know if you experienced oh, wow. this. Um, we're on we're on number five, right? Well, the yeah. beer that we bought, which is Shock Top, which I like, Shock yeah. Top. It's a weedy beer. It tasted yeah. like water. Yeah, uh, there was no taste no. to it and and yeah. we had two of them nathan said the same thing he said mm-hmm. also no taste i don't know if you got that with I, some of the beer you were I drinking ordered, yeah i had a stella and a McUltra, and they both tasted like well what's yeah, up with was, that and i this don't is, know <laughs> and then another beef with the beer thing nathan and i kind of were talking about this after we were walking through whatever if you're going to have bud light Make that the cheapest priced beer, and then go up as the beers go up, and have a little bit of variety. If I'm paying fourteen for a Stella, why are you paying fourteen for a Bud Light? Like I right. make the Bud Light twelve, or you know, just yeah, have right, some right. better beer options. So, yeah, and yeah. then I did have a Flying Dog later, which had oh, some okay. flavor. So, so I don't know. Yeah, they had the Flying Dog. Out I there. checked the date on it. It wasn't. It wasn't an old beer. I mean, they've had that uh, reputation for selling five-year-old beer in the stadium before. Uh, but this wasn't the case, so I don't know why the beer just wasn't any good. And then, okay, you ready for another one? Where's where's the draft beer? There was no draft in the entire place. So, so Tre- Trevor mentioned the food places as having, like, a little bit more to them. I felt that was the opposite. Yeah, I didn't see really. it. I, I really, see like, it. everything was shut down. There was nothing there. I, I don't know I how much of that warm. is – is just the preseason or how much of it is restrictions on on things but i was just i was a little disappointed i mean if you didn't want i I know johnny rockets was open Uh, we didn't go there but uh outside of that it was you can have uh, a six dollar hot dog uh unless you're a gold member in which case again i'm I'm gonna say this season ticket holder myself gold the gold member status is is worth it in that regard uh because you're get half price concessions uh, because you're paying six dollars for a hot dog that your kid would kind of turn their nose up to. So, um, but um, yeah. So I mean, there really wasn't much many options there for me. But uh, and and again with the beer, like why? I don't know why we didn't have draft uh, yesterday, uh, or at least more thing. variety. I think I think the the amount of beer we were probably looking at five mm-hmm. five different beers. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah, and and. Again, preseason game one. Maybe by the time the regular season comes around, you're going to have the draft. You're going to have more yeah. food options. And then that that bar that was right behind you, Trevor, in the in the end yeah. zone, was a really cool bar. And I know that's a new thing as well. But the problem with that was you had this big old long bar. Awesome, right? Well, you had a line to go order, and you had the one bartender. Yeah. Right. It wasn't like when you yeah. go up to a bar and you just go up to the bar and you got bartenders coming up and down and getting the orders and and serving and all. Nope, it was just like a, a beer line. You just yeah. stand in line and get your beer, 
It wasn't a bar. Jeez. It was a line. So, but ladies and gentlemen, Stoner is not a happy camper. <laughs> Listen, right now, so. no, he's, <laughs> wait till I get to the end. He's tearing him up. I know. I'm, I'm, let's let's move through the list because yeah, I do want to actually talk, talk the, 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 game, the right? sports part. That's true. It's a lot of beer um, So, and then you you already mentioned the food, so we don't have to do that again. Uh, okay. I was a little disappointed in the attendance. That has nothing to do with the game day experience, but the attendance was pretty low. Like Nikki said, uh, she tweeted out it was thirty-eight thousand sold. So like yeah, there's paid tickets. Probably yeah. twenty thousand uh, season tickets. Someone had a great response. Someone had a great response to that. It was just like that tells me there's thirty-eight thousand season ticket right. holders. That's exactly right. Um, and then here's the here's the the biggest issue. Not the biggest issue. The biggest kind of now we're getting towards the field, right? When they had the entrance of the team coming out right before the game. And they had those those two walls, those smaller mm-hmm. walls, and then they had all the smoke that was coming out, right? And then these these two walls on one on each side had three jets of smoke on each side. There's four, but okay. I think there's three. <laughs> there's all four. Right. Uh, so they were coming, and they 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 petered out halfway through the guys coming out. There was nothing else coming out. They ran out of stuff. I really want to remind people that Stoner here is the guy who said that the cheerleading squad being no longer being in existence is not a big deal because it doesn't have an impact on the game. And now this man is miscounting the jet streams that are coming out for the entrance as if that's a big deal. So let me move on. Stoner. Let Let me wrap it all up. That's all of them. And I think that was 10. <laughs> Let me just wrap That's, it all up. <laughs> that was seriously one of yours. That when you get, when you go to a game and you're watching the game, after all that other stuff, none of that matters. But when you get to watch the game, if you've got a good product on the field, I don't give a crap about all that other stuff. He but says that now. Yeah, I don't. Is if, if they go 13 and three and they go seven and one at home, who cares about all that other stuff? I'm there and I'm watching and I'm I'm happy. But when you have the team on the field that they've had for the last 20 years, that stuff matters. It, it does. It does matter. Less so, people there. I forgot to mention that we stream live on our YouTube and you're able to interact with us. And we got Mama Stores oh. in the chat. <laughs> I'm Mama Stores. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> she says Stoner. You need a nap. Right. And he does. He really does. She's absolutely right. We also got Roger in the chat. Roger, thank you for joining us today. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so you can catch us streaming these live the day after Reckoning. The day after the game at 7 p.m. will be live and giving your thoughts on the game mostly. The we game. did talk... We're, we we did talk a little bit about the fan experience just a moment ago, and you, you know, Stoner needs a nap. I agree with Mama Stores here. Uh, let's get to the game. Yes. You're talking about the product on the field. How was the product on the field? The the, the starters played for a little over a quarter, mm-hmm. uh, some of them a little bit longer than others. And we saw some surprise uh, people sitting, and we saw some surprises with the ones. Yeah. So what was what was your feeling on just the ones? We'll get to the Heineke Hive and, and the other players later, but... How did how do you think the ones handled themselves? Um, not not like they did in the first preseason game against the Patriots. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick took a sack this time. Um, he overthrew Adam Humphreys in the end zone. Miss Logan Thomas. He was missing a little bit more than we probably wanted, but that's okay. It's like you know, it's a brand new receiving core. He's got to build a rapport and trust with them. But he is Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Adam Humphreys has played with him before, so you think that connection should just be there, but can't be perfect. So I just thought it was a little stagnant. We didn't put the ball in the end zone until later. So what about the defense? What about the ones on defense? Oh. Ones on defense, we're fine. We're fine. Uh, they looked a lot better. Jamin Davis looked a lot better. For he those did. who have he heard did. about my he opinion did. on that, I will agree. He looked a lot better. He's going to be just fine. I overreacted. I'll, I'll, I'll admit it right now. I overreacted. <laughs> right. There it is. Uh, and um, until until the first time he misses an assignment in the season, and then when right and Trevor's going to go right off just on. like Stoner just went off on the fan experience. Yeah. yeah, and then my for the for the surprise was Tory McTire running with the ones and holding his own out there. I mean, yeah, he was. 
causing the quarterback to not put the ball where it needs to be. He didn't have any interceptions or like anything, but just his coverage was enough, and that's all you can ask out of a cornerback. I think he did great. I think he his stock is rising to the towards the fifty three mark. So, I I, I believe the um, uh, Cincinnati had two first downs in the first half, and that's it. And but they I got a false start too. That was. Nice. I, I don't necessarily think it was all Washington defense either. Because it, it, let's go back to last year when in the regular season when we played Cincinnati and Joe Burrow before he got mm-hmm. hurt. He was killing this defense. Was, and it was, was all because he was just he was getting the ball and he was he was gone and he was going and he was going. And that's what Brandon Allen was doing in this game too. He was getting the ball and he was getting it out and he was getting it out. They couldn't run on us at all. So that was great. But all they were doing that as well, and the receivers were just dropping the ball all over the place. Yeah. They were open, Chase. and if they had caught it, it would have been a totally. Jamar Chase at least had three yeah, drops. It would have been there a totally first different half. first half if they had made those catches, and we would have been telling a completely different story about this defense. So they did definitely stop the run. They did break up some of those passes, especially you know in the end zone. The people's corner, Jimmy Moreland had a great yeah. pass breakup. So it was a mix of that. So I didn't think the defense was great, but I didn't think they were bad either. They were they were pretty they were better than than good. So I'd say Roger in our chat has uh, has expressed a couple times his concern is really that the defense won't be able to continue a high level of play because the offense. Is it's going to struggle? Yeah. And Scott Turner's you know propensity to throw the ball more often than you know eating up the clock is going to put the defense in a bind late in games. Do you guys share that sentiment? Uh, not necessarily, because in the preseason they uh, they don't show a lot. They're doing a lot of vanilla type plays. They're not they're not having two backs. They're not. They're not. They don't want to get anything on tape that the other teams are going to be able to study. So they're doing a lot of vanilla plays. Antonio Gibson is going to be a an absolute monster this year. He's going to yeah. be out there for for all three downs or whatever. He and he was killing it yesterday. He was running the ball. He was getting screens. He was getting the check down. Antonio Gibson was awesome yesterday, <laughs> and he's going to be awesome good. the rest of the year. Yeah. So I I don't worry about that in the regular season. Until you have to worry about it, yeah. right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick did look off, Trevor. Yeah, You're absolutely I'm right sorry. there. I would say though, one of the things that was interesting—I uh, forget—I think maybe it was JP Finley had had, uh, had tweeted this one out, but it was 98 yards in a quarter of action. So you know, that's looking like that's you know, if, if he can replicate that, that's almost 400 yards in a mm-hmm. game. That should. You know, get you there. I agree, though, Trevor. He looked. There was definitely a couple things he looked off. There was one you mentioned that connection with Humphreys. Oh. Humphreys went. I think it was, Humphreys went left and Fitz threw the ball right, and we were very lucky oh, not to have that, that one picked one, off. Yes, that one was. Uh, and of course, you had everybody going. Oh, see, there it is. That's what we're talking about. Put Heineke <laughs> in. It's like Heineke would have <laughs> right. just went there like on purpose, like. <laughs> Because he doesn't throw to his right. left. You brought up you brought up Heineke. Let's move on to some of the non-starters. <laughs> the Heineke Hive and uh, Jesse over at Bleeding Burgundy. He's he's he he got himself in some uh, some heat on Twitter today by bringing up how Heineke is solidifying why he's a backup quarterback. Uh, and I added to it as they were starting to give out grades. I was just like, I give Heineke a B, uh, as in backup quarterback, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Um, and, and he is. I and I talked with George. We got to meet George uh, as George well. Carmy. Um, George, George Carmy. George Carmy. And we talked about this. I don't want uh, every play to seem like it's broken up, and that's what it feels like with Heineke. Yes. Every time he's back there, yes. he starts to he scrambles too early and he bails. And people enjoy it because sometimes it's productive, right? There was he he ran for several first downs, yeah, and good. that's exciting. But the problem is, is one, you can't rely on it. I'm really happy that he's being smart with his body and he's getting out of bounds mm-hmm. uh, or he's sliding. Mm-hmm. 
you know, mm-hmm. that's great. But not every play needs to end with him scrambling. It, it really needs to be able to stand in the pocket mm-hmm. and deliver the ball yes. to the wide receivers and let them do the job. There's a couple times where it, he, you know, he, he really should have strung it out and then pat, just thrown the ball away. Yeah, he's, and he didn't do that. He's not letting the. Uh, there was the one time where he tried to communicate that. I think it might have been Ricky Seals mm-hmm. Jones. Yeah, where he was just like, "No, you you go and I and I'll throw you the ball." And Ricky didn't get blocked. that memo, <laughs> and so, so it ended up it ended up looking really bad. Ricky Seals Jones, I know you guys love him, but uh, I I would be okay if he was tight end four, and uh, and my boy Samus Reyes, who did not play, was tight end three, but. We'll see. Hopefully, he'll be out of concussion protocol. We'll see. We'll I like see. We'll when see. I like when Trevor doesn't understand what you're saying, He's, or doesn't agree, and he does the. <laughs> He's like, come on. That <laughs> makes me laugh every time. Um, uh, I, yeah. yeah, Heineke just like you said, just shake the tackle, step up in the pocket, and deliver. You don't have to run because you did that in Tampa Bay and messed up your whole like your AC, whatever your shoulder, whatever like. You're gonna run, and if you sh- if you're showing that in preseason, the regular season there, everybody knows they they already got you figured out. Like, oh, he's just gonna run. He's just gonna this run. is you know he's you know essentially a fifth year pro. This is who he is. This is just this isn't he. You can see that a lot with the with someone who's straight out of college, uh, because as they're trying to develop their game and they have that you know and and to be fair, and I just tweeted out the relative athletic score. Uh, which I love. I love love seeing that. I think it's a legit stat. However, this particular one was comparing Heineke uh, to uh, Mahomes. Oh and my I was just God. like, come on. I was like, this this ain't it. This ain't it, okay? No. Like, as far as, like, okay, I get it. Heineke is an athletic young guy, young-ish guy. Um, but come on, let's not... Let's not get carried away here. And he was carrying that ball like a loaf of bread and fumbled it, and we mm. almost lost it. You mm. can't do that. Like, that's just stuff you should learn, like, day one through 15. Like, Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Like, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a Heineke Hive member, whatever, whatever they call themselves, a, a Hivet, or whatever they're <laughs> called. I don't know what they're called. A Heineke but, Hornet. Yeah, there you, <laughs> there you go. Nice. I'm not one of those guys. Uh, no. I think he's perfectly fine as a backup. He come in in a pinch, yeah. get you through a game, maybe even a second game. But once once a team gets tape on him, they're gonna he's shut done. him down with the quickness. So even though I'm not a, go ahead, go ahead, I was just saying even though I'm not a Fitzpatrick guy either, he's still Fitzpatrick is still better than Heineke. Yeah, heads and shoulders, heads and shoulders above him. And and think and when Heineke's doing all this scrambling right now, it's against second, like third and fourth team defenses. You mean right. to tell me he gets out there in the regular season against all the A one players? He's gonna be able to do that? No, they're gonna catch him. <laughs> all right. Well, someone did get some time with the ones, which was a little surprising to see, and to me, looked head and shoulders above his competition, and that's Jarrett Patterson. Yes, sir. What'd you guys think of the undrafted free agent out of Buffalo? He is taking Peyton Barber's spot. Hey, Trevor, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Trevor. He is not <laughs> taking Peyton Barber's spot. And here's why. And here's why, Trevor. Now I was super, super impressed seeing him in person one and and the highlights, of course. His lateral movement is unmatched on this team. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Gibson can't can't make those types of moves. He he has a knack for getting through the line. He's very good. And I even think he might make the 53, but not in place of Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber plays on the punt team. He plays on the kick team. He plays on the kick return team. He plays all three of those special teams positions. And you can't just all of a sudden say, okay, let's take Patterson and put him in the spots where a veteran guy who does all of these things has been doing them for the last two years and the coaches trust him to do these things, they're not just going to say, okay, get rid of that guy and bring in this rookie and have him do everything that Barber did. Barber's value is not as the third running back. His value is he can be a third running back, but he also does all these things on special teams. They're not cutting Peyton Barber. They're not. So what what do you think? What do you, yeah, real quick, Trevor, what do you think if they do keep four running backs? Yeah. Uh, 
cut Danny Johnson, let like McTire be that fifth corner instead. Do you think that's a possibility? Now, now, For sure. I'll now take that. Because Ro- Roger, Roger thinks that might be something that happens. I could take that. But if Peyton Barber is so valuable in special teams, can't we find somebody else just as valuable and fill his role in special teams? Uh, well, they haven't. If Peyton Barber's so bad, he wouldn't be in camp. He wouldn't be here all these all this time. They wouldn't have brought him back after last year when yeah. he did almost nothing <laughs> as a running back. He came back like he's on this been team. been doing this year. Right. So, But he's back on this team because he's valuable in special teams. That's hard to replace. You need guys who can fill two roles when they're not the number one guy. <laughs> Stoner's favorite thing about Trevor is when he goes, goes comes up into the camera. My favorite is visually. If you're not, if you happen to be listening to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform, we we love you. Thank you for doing that. But the visuals sometimes are cracking me up. And so Trevor does this thing where he raises his hand, like, "Okay, it's my turn to speak, guys. I, I have something to say." So let's well, hear it. We'll make Jared Patterson running back three and Pey- Peyton Barber running back four, and just mainly okay. use them on special teams. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So okay, all right. So when I say he's taking a spot, Peyton Barber was that guy last year if you needed third and two, third and three, third and four. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. I think Jared Patterson might take a spot in that role. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I can I can deal with that. I just can't deal with he's taking his <laughs> roster spot. I don't think that's happening. And okay. and Rogers okay. just taking a spot in the yeah, field. Yeah, Roger says in the chat there that that Peyton Barber is a jag, and I I agree. Mm-hmm. He is decidedly mediocre. He's just another guy, Thank you. but he does these other things as well that coaches love and they need on this You're team, right. on every team. Yeah, no, no disagreement there. I, I do think the writing is on the wall. Like it's it's being telegraphed by yeah. the coaching staff. Peyton Barber wasn't in with the ones, uh, at least not not until very late. I think maybe he got a few few reps later on. It was actually they were trying Gibson. On those short uh, short yardage uh, uh, thing, those uh, short yardage downs, they were working in Jarrett Patterson with the ones on several of the early downs, and then even some of the third uh, third downs were his passing situations. So yep. uh, J.D. McKissick is somebody who we haven't really seen much out of. He did get a lot more playing time uh, this t- uh, you know this last game here. Uh, and really, he's a known quantity. He he doesn't really need to do too much, and he you know. We know where he's at. Hey, bold. Uh, and I think he could be that guy who takes Peyton Barber's spot on special teams. Bold prediction. Okay. Maybe maybe Patterson makes a squad and McKissick doesn't. I'm just saying. I'm just saying because they're specialized. Nah. Right? Nah. McKissick doesn't the, play The reason why that's not going to happen. No. The reason why that that's not going to happen is no. because J.D. McKissick is way better in the pass yeah. blocking okay. yeah. realm. And that's why. And so to me, pass blocking is above special teams play. So we'll see where that battle ends up. Any other battles that you guys were really interested in seeing? Yeah, uh, Roger says the tight ends, we oh. might keep four. I don't know about that because oh, the tight ends this aren't, aren't that impressive. Uh, after Logan Thomas, I wanted to see more of Bates. I didn't really see some of that. Ricky Seals Jones is not somebody I'm a fan of. I know you guys love them. Yeah, uh, love him. We know Hemingway didn't get to play. Reyes didn't get to play. Both in the concussion protocol. Uh, who was that guy they brought up? Caleb Wilson. Caleb Wilson. Caleb yeah. Wilson. Did we see him? Did he get? I some saw him on action? the sidelines. I, I was like, who's this he's guy? Right out the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's not making the team. So what other? But what other? positions are you guys looking at that that think you might think were solidified here uh in the second preseason game uh i'm gonna say wide receiver i think is getting closer to being solidified steven sims is not making the squad sorry yeah, didn't did himself no favors zero yesterday. favors <gasps> drop one right in the brit like right here Oh, did he? Did I miss that? Yeah, I missed that you one. saw it. No, you saw it. <laughs> no, I think we might have been driving at that point because oh, really? I actually don't think he even. I don't think he saw play until the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's right. He was been with the fourth, so maybe you guys didn't see it. He dropped. Yeah, yeah we awful. we we were we were on the road during the fourth quarter, so we have to go back and watch the tape. But that was. Uh, I got home. And I'm like, I'm looking at my phone. And I was like, everything. Steve Sims Jr. just got himself cut. Oh, I was just no. like, oh. he yeah. had he had to drop a ball I mean, or miss a sign. He didn't see any time until the fours came out. 
And we saw that with Kelvin Harmon the week before where he didn't get very much playing time and then was just like, okay, we figured out where you belong on this roster, and it's it's underneath this cut line. AGG has shown improvement. I'm not sold on him, but he showed a little – just a little bit. Okay, (laughs) you're right, Stoner. The only reason why is because his catches were a little cleaner. Like, he caught the ball a little cleaner. Uh-huh. Um, well, okay, so here's the thing about these these <laughs> receivers, these 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th receivers, right? It's so hard for them. They have almost no control over how they look to the fans. Last week, everyone was killing AGG, saying he did nothing. I never saw him. Yeah. Well, why didn't they throw him the ball? Well, this week, they threw him the ball, so it's like, okay, he just locked up a roster spot. Because I didn't say that. Well, okay, but a, a lot of people did to say, "See, he's yeah. he's doing what he needs he, to he, do." He definitely he definitely improved his stock. Sure. And and you're right, Stoner. You're right. It became it was because he was actually included in the offense right. this time. And my man finally got his two point conversion and held on to that ball <laughs> again. again all the way to the sidelines. Yeah. As I don't as he is. What was that uh, that movie? Was it like Mister Three Thousand? Where the guy had like the ball, every single yeah. one of his uh, his, his hits on the. Uh, Did he really have three thousand baseballs? Yes, it was a movie. Know, though. It's a, it, it was a movie, but I think I think AGG is going to do this. Anytime he touches the end zone, regardless two point conversion or a touchdown, he's going to hold on to that ball and he's going to like have a wall. Of he's going to have. It, he might not need a very yeah, large wall. But, the world's but smallest maybe, wall. I don't know. I, I, to be fair. <laughs> AG, you know, Gandy Golden could actually be giving those out for a good cause. I don't know. Maybe I don't want to te- tease him those? too much for it. Uh, he held two balls. One? I don't know what he did with the first <laughs> one because it wasn't a two point conversion. Nah, but at least the second one was. So I, I agree, Trevor. I think that he. I don't know that his stock went up enough to guarantee a roster spot, um, but he at least did enough that it was just like, okay, the fans can, can <laughs> get off back. his back. Right. Right. But again, he yeah. he just doesn't have much control of that, and and that's why uh, every day in practice, all the practice stuff that he does is so important that the coaches can see that because in the game it's hard because if the if the quarterback, the third string quarterback, the fourth string quarterback is not throwing the ball his way, what can he do about that? Running back has control, linemen have control, uh, tight ends have a little bit more control because they are expected to block. Everybody else has more control over the destiny, but man, wide receivers, they they have. It's very dependent. Yeah, it's dependent on the plays being called, on who's throwing the ball. Game situation. Uh, that's where they have. That's really where you have to make your 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 name known in special teams, is to kind of work your way into the offense that 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 way, or the defense. Uh, Roger thinks that uh, Forrest might be able to take Peyton Barber's spot on the special teams. I don't know because I don't think that it, like I don't, I don't think Forrest is that much better or that like they might be on par with Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber might actually be more important on the offense than Forrest is for the right. defense because Forrest yeah. does not look right. Good. Forrest is gonna not. it's gonna be hard for him to take that spot from the practice squad because Forrest is not making the squad. <laughs> he's not he's not making <laughs> yeah. the squad, no. which yeah. is he's no not. knock against him. He's what a sixth rounder, so yeah. So you don't really expect. Usually, you don't expect six rounders to just all of a sudden come in. It happens once in a while, but he's he's probably going to be on the practice squad if not an outright cut. I want to piggyback on the tight end thing that Roger brought up. I I mean, our tight end room it has to be Bates, Seals, Jones, and Thomas, right? Because it concussions, is. even though it's an accident, they kind of hurt your stock when it's coming to make a squad. And mm-hmm. I, Samus Reyes, I like him. He's going to be good, but I really don't think he needs to be inserted on the 53 as a tight end three right now. Keep him on the practice squad. Do whatever you can to keep him and develop him so maybe later on he can slide in to be tight end three if needed. But And Hemingway, same thing with concussions, because I just don't see how either one of those can make it. Yeah, Hemingway's not making it. So I just think we have our tight end in Seals-Jones. Sorry, Nathan, but... (laughs) No, you don't have to apologize. I'm, I'm not. I don't dog. I don't dog Seals Jones as much as my wife dogs Logan Thomas. Oh my god, um, hey. <laughs> she, hey, she gets into him. But uh, what what we do 
what what I do have to say is you're right. Reyes is more than likely going to hit that practice squad. I know a lot of fans are worried about that, but here's the thing: if if Washington puts him on the practice squad, some team has to sign a guy who never played yeah. football in his life mm-hmm. to their 53 man roster and teach him a whole new scheme. Judging right, right? Off of so, his so from us, so <laughs> yeah. So we're we're gonna we're gonna hear a little bit about that in the interview. We're gonna play here in just a moment about learning the language uh, as we drop away from the game coverage into our interview with Tim McTire here on Ref the Dish. All right, game on, and I'm happy to introduce our guest today, and that is the one, the only former NFL player, former DC and DB coach. It is Tim McTire. As Washington fans, you might recognize that last name because his son is balling out this preseason for the Washington football team. And uh, we have Tim McTire here with us. Thank you for joining Ref the District uh, and taking the time to, to talk to us about yourself. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about Tori a little bit later. But right now we want to put the, the, the spotlight on, on you. So thank you for joining us. You know, what, what's going on really with you these days? I'm just in the coaching transition, man, being a dad and a granddad and uh, just watching my son and my grandson, you know, waiting on things to fall into place. Good. Awesome. All right. Let's uh, let's start off some uh, some questions here. I believe Trevor is going to have our first one for you. What's up, Tim? Uh, got a couple. It's a two part question here for you. Uh, we, we discussed before the interview today about your, your NFL history and your playing career. Uh, I'm just wondering, after your shoulder injury in 99-2000, what made you stop, you know, coming back to NFL to return for another season and go into coaching? Well, they told me my shoulder was kind of messed up more than it was. So pretty much they told me I couldn't play again. Um, Therefore, he had no choice and Mm. uh, led me into coaching Tory Star playing. And I started coaching when Tory Star playing young. So that's what led me into coaching. All right. And then my second part is, what do you love most about the game of football? Is it playing? Is it coaching? Is it? What is uh, it? It definitely was playing. But uh, when you can't play, it's more about seeing the production that you're able to teach someone else and for them to get it. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of that, um, it's really being a competitor as a coach, using your players to kind of get a point across mm-hmm. schematically, you know, rather mm-hmm. you're aggressive, you want to hit people. I can't hit people no more. So I use my players, you know, as chess pawn. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you, what do you most, or what do you miss most about playing? Um, I think I missed the aggression. Um, mm. you know, for me and in, in, in the era I was in, um, just having the biggest chip on my shoulder and being such a competitor, I just miss competing and and I love hitting people. So I, I miss that. And I, it, you know, you can't prove yourself as a player, especially if you're undrafted and you have so many chips on your shoulders. I had so many chips on my shoulder that there was always a reason I was upset or mad, wanted to prove something. Mm-hmm. So you can't do that you know I think I'm there as a coach I still have that mentality now as a coach that I want to prove that yes I can coach yes I do know what I'm talking about yes I am capable of doing this that and the other but you know just as far as being a competitor and competing against guys that were either selected higher than you or was told was better faster stronger bigger I missed that part yeah I was going to ask you a little bit about that that aspect is you were not a guy who necessarily was a first round pick or somebody um, who ever had a lot of expectations coming out of college. And so you had to grind your way into the NFL. What was that, that process like where you had to figure out how to get into the NFL and it wasn't given to you? Um, Like I said, man, it was just a mindset, you know, the the nineties, late 96, 97, it was just a different era as far as what you can do and what you couldn't do. Uh, mm-hmm. We can actually help people. Uh, so I think that was the gift that I had being undersized or labeled slow. Uh, I was just pretty much an athlete and just able to contribute more in, in different ways. Uh, I was a hitter. 
<clears throat> again so i brought something to the table that's what i was good at um also being playing corner at byu playing safety i, I was able to play multiple positions um uh, in the secondary so you know on top of that and playing a lot of special teams there was something i can contribute um so therefore i mean into today's game i don't know if i would make it you know considering you can't hit nobody i mean i could cover but without the special teams kickoff, you know, I, I just don't know where I would have fit in or if I would have had that opportunity to show what I can bring to the table. Well, I, I don't think uh, if you were playing today, even at your, your age, you'd probably still be hitting people and, oh, yeah. and, and putting them on the ground, putting them on their back pretty quick. I know I wouldn't want to play it against them. I would be no, no, losing thank a you. lot of money missing games. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Be on the suspended list quite a bit there. So <laughs> I, I think uh, we can appreciate some some big hits, especially as Washington fans. Uh, uh, we definitely uh, Sean Taylor jersey behind me there. We love our we love our big hits. Uh, how, how much of your game do you think you were able to translate to your son Tory, who's now playing for Washington? Well, you know, when he was young, he was definitely more me. Um, like he was a mean pop Warner player and he was free safety as he started to get into his transition of offense and being an athlete, he kind of calmed down a little bit. Um, you know, once he went to high school, I stopped coaching him at high school and, you know, his whistle coach put it that way. So we had different coaches and different mindsets or different, you know, sets in. And I think more so we're both mental now that, you know, I understand the game. I didn't understand the game when I was playing. So now I'm, I'm really trying to transfer that. And I do transfer that to the players that I mentor or coach. Um, I, I think we both have similar mindsets in some form or fashion. So we can definitely tell that you're a very yeah. proud papa. You you are you retweet any anything that uh, people say about Tory while he's on the field and uh, and so what is probably your proudest moment for uh, both yourself and and watching your son play uh, here in the NFL? Myself, um, I don't know. That's a loaded question as far as myself. <laughs> you can you can let it out. You can let yeah, it out. Let it out. <laughs> it's Go a safe ahead. space. Unleash. It just depends on where you're talking about as far as my life of being proud. Uh, definitely proud to be his dad. Definitely proud uh, that I was able to um, set a standard that he followed in. I'm definitely proud that we're where whatever number that is of son and dad tandem that played in the NFL in college. I'm definitely proud that we're both DBs and we're, we're able to have certain type of conversations um, he's starting to get to a point to where he kind of, you know, he looks a little older than me in the face and I can't grow the hair that he grows. I'm proud that, uh, I'm proud of him as, as a man. Um, I'm proud that he's still fighting in year five as an undrafted free agent. Um, and that he hasn't given up yet. Um, I know there's a lot of times where, I mean, I, my rookie year, I wanted to give up, um, but I know guys go through that moment where, you know, guys are retiring at halftime, and, you know, different, yeah. different, you know, mentalities and mindsets. I'm, I'm proud that he's, he's still sticking to it. And, um, you know. Good. Uh, yeah. I, I think that he's doing more than just fighting for it. He, yeah, I think yeah, he yeah. might have a, we think that he might have a legit shot at making the 53 man roster. Uh, and uh, we'd be very proud to see him uh, do well with you, you know, and watching the stands, maybe you're going to come. Do you think you're going to be coming to any of the, the Washington games if he makes it? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to do that. I'm just never telling where I got a ticket. <laughs> I, I, said, I hope tickets would be a problem, but you know, no, they won't. <laughs> but just in case they are, I got you, Tim. I got you. I appreciate that. But, um, you know, if, if he makes the team and everything, yeah, I hope to get down there. But, you know, like I said, there's no telling what my path is going to be. Uh, I'm still waiting on some things, do have some things in the, in the works. Uh, just can't really announce them yet. But um, yeah. definitely, man, I, I would love to go to Washington and watch. Yeah, we were all three actually out there last night. And when I saw he was in there with the ones, I was like, 
McTyron with the ones, let's go. And he 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 proved he belonged to be with the ones. So mm-hmm. he was he's very very he's, he's flying under the radar, which is really good, and he's just steady ascending. So it's really nice to see our, our, our paths and certain things were similar when uh when I went to Cleveland, I was drafted in the 11th round. I mean, 11th pick. And I, when I got to camp, I was like dead last on the depth chart. And, mm. Uh, by game one, starting. So <clears throat> we've been through similar paths and always mm-hmm. flying under the radar and having to prove ourselves. Um, just, I mean, and I think that's any plight as a, a undrafted guy. I mean, we there's there's a, a, a list of things that we have to do, regardless of whether he's my son or not. Once you're undrafted, the need this is what you have to do. There's a, a scripture or you know just the whole list of things that you have to do and accomplish um and part of that is doing something good to be noticed to move up the chart and again for me that was hitting and being in the right places and being able to go out to corner and then go back to safety and then go to nickel uh i don't know how i did it but i mean just as far as the um the terminology and different things for me that was the hard part uh, of football. Everybody can play football that's playing football. The hardest part is learning the language. The language is the hardest part of football. Hey, Tim, why BYU? Why did you end up at BYU? Oh, really? Um, <laughs> okay, a couple reasons. Uh, Purdue was too far. That's fun. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I saw the TV schedule. Uh, <laughs> so they're on TV a lot? All the time. <laughs> right. uh, uh, I, I knew as a black man going to BYU, being successful coming out of there, you know, it would it would do something to my name a little bit. Um, it was close to LA as far as uh, airplane travel, um, about an hour away. And if, you know, depending on how your mindset, I left there at three and I got back to LA at three. So, you know, it didn't really- You move. didn't lose any time. <laughs> lose any time. And then, uh, like I said, I, I, I knew, I think before I got there, there were some guys that got uh, kicked out before I got there. So I kind of knew I would have stepped right in a little bit. So it was real strategic. Um, and I was really trying to get away from LA at the time. We were just coming off the Rodney King stuff and all of that. And I was really tired of being in that environment. And when I took my trip to uh, Provo, totally different i've never seen that in my life um just as far as the peace you know coming Mm -hmm. from la man it was i've just never seen that type of peaceful environment and i liked it and when i went to purdue it kind of showed me an la environment that i didn't like um, just as far as where my host took me and where i was dropped off at i just didn't like it it was too it was too close to home um and the first thing i would think about is trouble like i can't do it i'm too far away um, and I, that was my first time ever flying what's going on my Purdue trip. And I didn't get a first, a straight through flight, to be honest with you. <laughs> 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 I, I, you know, I didn't know how to connect flights or none of that. And I Jeez. was like, oh, nah. yeah. So <laughs> once I saw the, met the BYU people, man, and uh, everything was good, man. I just, I was interested in that whole environment. Yeah. Well, throughout college and throughout the NFL, your NFL days, you had to travel quite a bit. Which was your favorite place that you played at? Ooh. Hmm. You know, I like Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, as far as on the road, I like Wisconsin. I don't know. I like that environment. I like the, uh, they actually let us eat a little bit uh, once we got out of there but um i mean everybody didn't like the vet i love the vet and it was just um i like the vet i don't know if it was just the carpet i don't you know <laughs> i like the vet i like the environment that was the first place i think i smelled marijuana in the stands like i'm like oh it's going down like uh, you know somewhere. so i i like the vet um, you know, there was a couple other different places. I like going to Baltimore. I, I, I did like going to Washington. I played there a couple times. Uh, that was a uh, that was interesting games. Uh, the Washington games. 
All right. Well, Tim, we want to thank you for your time uh, and appreciate you joining us here on Ref the District. You mentioned earlier that you're kind of in a transition period. Well, just like we're going to be following your son, Tori, we're going to be following you and see what successful things you have going forward. So thank you from uh, all of us here at Ref the District for joining us. All right, man. I'm yes, a official, uh, right now I'm officially a, a Washington football fan. Uh, mm. So I want yes. to say go. Go Tory, good luck, and uh, finish strong, bro. Love you. All right, all right, all right. We had uh, thank you, Tim, for 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 joining us. Uh, was an awesome was. interview. You know, happy happy to have him on the show. Uh, and I want to give a big shout out to our man Trevor, who was the one who was in, started engaging with Tim to get him on the show. Uh, his son looks good. His son looks like he's is is going to have a legit shot at making the roster. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that plays out. Right now, though, we need to see how Dalla Dalla played out. Dalla Dalla. Uh, honestly, after the the field goal that D Hop made, I kind of stopped keeping track of where where my where my my money was going to go. He missed two right so, before that in the warmups. He missed two in a row. Did he really? Oh, he he, yeah. he oh he totally he totally bonked one right off the uh, uh, the uh, uprights, upright, and I was yes. just like, yeah, this is going to be an easy dollar. Uh, this is my uh, this is my new damn it doll. Um, I I got it in this care package, so I don't you know whatever. It's just something that you can you can throw around the room if needed. Like maybe if you I can put like a sticker on here of the guy who blows the game for us, like a D hop. I could put D hop on here and just start smashing <laughs> it or something like that. If it's D hop, okay. I'm not I'm not a D hop hater either. He's D hop's gonna be fun. But anyway, let's get to dollar dollar, right? Yeah, I, I have no clue where that came well, from, Trevor. Because I, I had it hanging up here, and I was like, oh, yeah, my, my damn it, doll. All right, so dollar doll. Uh-oh, Trevor. Trevor, you're, you're Trevor man. Mic. Unplug your mic and plug it back in for us, buddy. You, <laughs> okay. Hit mute yeah. first. <laughs> oh, cool. So now now I now he can't Now he can't retort on yeah, our, uh, I can, on I our can lie. Uh, dollar dollars. And he can't say, no, no, that's not what I said. <laughs> All right, so we, our first one was I made a bold prediction that Terry McLaurin was going to score a touchdown. And I really didn't think he was going to, but it was kind of one of those bold things that I would be getting good money because I knew everybody would take it. And sure enough, everybody took it. And so I owe Trev and Nathan and Jazzy, our executive producer slash uh, event. Pro- what, what's the EP squared? It's it's um, executive producer and what? What was the other one? Logan She's the uh, event coordinator. Yeah. No, what was that? What was the the L- LTH, Logan Thomas hater. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's All right, is. so I owe everybody that. Uh, Trevor said um, Kyle Allen was going to have one-plus touchdowns and no picks. I don't even know how that turned out. He did he, not score he a did touchdown. Not throw. He, he threw, just threw the two-point. two-point curver, yeah. That does, that's not a yep. Doesn't count. All right, so – you lost that to both me and Nathan. <laughs> Trevor, that doesn't count. That does not even come close. It counts because it's it's a part of a touchdown. Touchdown. No, it's that's not, not how that works. Did we get six <laughs> points for it? Works. <laughs> uh, uh, we're, just, we're going back to the first dollar dollar. We're like, wait, does that mean I get 50 cents? No, you don't get you do not get 33 cents because it, it's two points to the six points being scored. No. Um, you lose you lose that dollar. Event planner. <laughs> She's the vice president the event of the event planner. That's right. That's what the other EP part was. EP. Sport. All right. So uh, then you got uh, <laughs> then you got D Hop with the no field goals is what Nathan said. Yeah. He actually kicked three. So yeah, uh, good. I, I, I didn't take. That. I, I said I said I was happy for him. Like I want to see him be successful. I just didn't think. I thought he was only going to have the opportunity to miss like a forty-five. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it, it was just going to be extra points. I thought the, I really thought the offense was going to click a little bit more and score touchdowns. Okay. For his advantage, he was kicking field goals forty yards or less. This right, game. So they're like 31, that, 31 and thirty-four. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Um, all right. Then we had the score predictions. A little bit controversial here on who's going to who's going to win this. Yeah, I think these these are separate from dollar dollar as much as yeah. uh, as much as it's just kind of like we, we we might have a running tally like a through the through the season on uh, kind of like a game prediction type yeah. deal. 
So Trevor had it 23-6, Washington football team. That's not bad. That's not bad. I had it 23-6, Cincinnati. And my, my thing Which is, is, way off. is kind of whatever Trevor says, I take the exact opposite. <laughs> uh, it worked for me last week. Uh, Jazzy had it 21-6, Washington football team. That's really close. Uh, Nathan had it 34-21, Cincinnati. I don't know where he, he's always got these big points scored by <laughs> yeah, there's guys no who defense are fourth stringers. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I thought I thought they were just gonna gun it out there. I thought it was gonna be big big time uh, big time score. Now here's just uh, here's a, have some yeah. Fun. Here's the thing, Roger was in our oh. chat at that time. He said twenty one thirteen, which is the closest score, but we don't know which team he said. We don't know if yeah, it was true. Washington or Cincy. So that's the controversy. I don't know if he wins it. Uh, I, I think I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going to think that he picked Washington, unless he wants I to tell us otherwise so. in the in the chat. Yeah. There. Otherwise, um, Jazzy would be the the closest score oh, to it. So yeah, we're going to have to hear that for a whole week. <laughs> oh, can, can we just can I for a dollar dollar bet that happened that was not on the board that we discussed during oh, sure. the tailgating? Do you remember your dollar dollar bet that we said? Oh, but this is Logan. a dollar dollar for the whole year. Yeah, uh, this yeah, is this yeah, is a yeah, year year one. This is yeah. Let's put this on tape. Yeah, Roger says Washington. So Roger, not Jazzy, okay. wins Sorry, Jazzy. the uh, yes. wins the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the dollar we're all going to hear it <laughs> for the whole year. Is I said now I may have been maybe slightly. Uh, you had a I few, had a few in me, but I said <laughs> Logan Thomas was going to catch ninety balls this year. Now, Nathan, who also had a few at that time, for whatever reason, took the number down. And he said, I gave him a freebie. He gave me a free five catches. I gave, I gave him five free. Yeah. So, uh, so I think I do believe that Logan Thomas, if he stays healthy, is going to catch at least 85 balls this year. And we have a dollar bet on that. Uh, for sure, he's going to. He had 72 last year. I love yeah. how you're so certain. 72 I last love year how you're so certain. With absolute trash at the quarterback trash. position. Now he's got competent quarterback. I didn't say good quarterback. He's got a competent quarterback. He also has loves competition for the ball. That that now he, he he it's not now it's not it's last year you got to think, okay? It went Terry McLaurin, mm-hmm. JD McKissick, and then Logan Thomas. Okay. But and still got okay. 72. Yeah, because he was the third best option for the team. Now, yeah. now you have McLaurin, you have Curtis Samuel, you have Deami Brown, yep. you have Humphrey, still Daniel. J.D. McKissick and Gibson. You have like he's he's not going to catch eighty five. He's sure as, sure as heck not going to catch the ninety you originally came out with. Yeah, that, By the way, Trevor was with yeah, I me. Up. I stood up out of my chair when he said ninety. I was like, Hold there on. goes your mic again, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll keep you updated. We need that one on our Twitter account. So if if you uh, enjoy our show here on Rough the District's uh, YouTube channel, uh, please subscribe. We're at uh, just over 217. If we get to, let's make it 500, we're going to do another special episode, right? So help us get to 500, and uh, and we'll do something fun for you. Uh, if you don't catch us on our YouTube channel, maybe you're catching us on our uh, your favorite podcast plat- platform. We are out there, uh, whether or not it's Apple, you know, whether or not it's Spotify, Google, wherever you, you can find your podcast, you you will find us. Uh, and of course, you can hit us up on our Twitter at Ref the District, where we put out all of our crazy thoughts. And uh, we're gonna have to put in here as Stoner <laughs> raises his hand. We're gonna have to put in here this uh, eighty-five dollar dollar bet. I want to see where our fans think. And if you're in the chat right now, as I wait for his uh, hand to be put down, and then I'll call on him. Let us know what you think about Logan Thomas catching eighty-five. Pa- uh, passes this I, season. By the way, he, he caught 72 last season on a 55% catch rate. Right. So Go his ahead, hands Stoner. are better, and he's got better quarterbacks, and he's got another game, an additional game to get 13 yep. extra catches. It's going to happen. No, I, was, <laughs> I thought you were wrapping up, and I just wanted to um, to thank all those who came in the chat, which was um, Roger Smith, who's, who's there every week. It's awesome having Roger in the chat. Mama Stores was in there. 
Um, and of course, we had gang, gang. Uh, Mama Source. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see this there. one from Mama Stores. She. She, uh, she said, "Stoner, what the hell? You into voodoo now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you showed that damn it doll, like, hey, listen, <laughs> if she keeps talking. You know what I'm gonna put across here? I'm putting. Oh, you better not mess with Mama. You better not mess with Mama Stores. I won't do that. Um, and then, of course, uh, Jorge and Ramon from Mexico who checked in, and then uh, and then we also had Eric Rivas. Eric, I hope I'm saying that last name Rivas from uh, Florida checking in. A big uh, Washington fan said he's been a, a big fan, uh, Washington fan all the way back to the '80s. So I just want to make sure that they got acknowledged. Appreciate them coming in and and interacting with us. That was awesome. And my last point, if I may, I know I'm running my mouth too much. Sorry. Is this like number 12 on his list? Here, no, think. no. Here's I a think bold so. prediction. Yeah, we're... <laughs> Samus Reyes Uh-oh. does not have a concussion. They're saying he has a concussion so that they can stash him so that he doesn't get exposed to the other NFL teams. So they're giving him you the injury. Illegal, right? You do know that that's... It's 100% that, illegal. That, that, <laughs> that is the worst take. Why are we ending with this trash take? <laughs> All right. But we are going to go ahead and wrap things up here. I'm Nathan Perry. He's the stoner. And Trevor Storr is with us here on Ref the District's Day After Reckoning. We'll catch you next time on Thursday. Until then, be a fan. Be a fan. Washington, uh huh, and we saw him die hard fans. Yeah, we are. You know, we keep it on 10. One, I talk about two, the offense, one, two, three, let's go. And they gifted. We are Nathan and